When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Sushere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. Uh, we got to clear up some old business. All righty, I'm ready. Uh, frequent emailer Tom Wilson writes you, once again, Pat kills off somebody who is not dead. Who? Dick Butt is still with us, alive and tweeting. Is that right? Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm mm-hmm. glad to hear it. Mm-hmm. He was... Uh, He's 88. Wow. I miss him on TV. Mm-hmm. He was uh, very good. He was very good explaining to us what was going on. But I told you that when I was at the Olympics, the Winter Olympics in Calgary, which was, I believe, the first Winter Olympics I'd covered, all my sports writing buddies, the the, the uh, figure skating was huge up there then because of Debbie Thomas and mm-hmm. Katarina and uh, Elizabeth Manley and uh, fighting for the gold medal. And uh, and then we also had uh, Botano versus Orser for the gold medal in the men. And all my buddies were stealing from Dick, mm-hmm. his stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, being the clever guy that I am, would watch Canadian TV where they had Toller Cranston, mm-hmm. who was the Dick Button of, of Canada. Canada. And I'd have different stuff to plagiarize you know, <laughs> and, and put in there as though it was inside. It was uh, fantastic. Hey, Patrick. So, Baby. Yes, there she is. <laughs> Wonder how Katarina's looking these days. Probably pretty good. <laughs> I, I can't... Uh, I'll try uh, to fall. I she would have had a long way to fall. Did she ever... Uh, did she, she must have gotten married somewhere. She, But she, she's kind of disappeared, man. She hasn't... Uh, she hasn't... How long uh, is this word I can't say going to stay on the club? Uh, Miguel, yeah. well, he, uh, I don't know if he's got a hit today, but he did hit a home run yesterday. Big so. deal. Yeah. He uh, he did not take a, uh, that last cut he took there at Batonsis was uh, kind of a no-chancer whale, but uh, that happened. He See did, you later, Miguel. He did walk and score on the uh, Escobar home run. Yes. Yeah, that's right. He, he almost just struck out. He almost had a nice double. Yeah, he struck out. Th- both times today, I believe he got called out on strikes, but that's okay. They, uh, now we go to the bottom of the ninth and Fernando Rodney. Uh, it's we'll only, make it interesting. It's only three to one. There'll be two guys on base before this half inning. I'm, I'm not predicting uh, gloom, but uh, there'll be two guys on base before this half inning's over. We know that. What is the format in New Orleans at the Zurich Golf Tournament? They're playing as twosomes, as teams. What is the format? They did something goofy last year. Yeah, they did. No, here, look. They did something goofy last year. Yep, they... Uh, they they changed it up and I guess it's just a team competition. Hmm. Uh, but uh, I remember they changed it because they weren't getting a very good field and see how they do it there. Yeah, I don't I, like it. Huh? I don't like it. You do like it? Don't like it. No, I don't either. I don't I like just, it. I disapprove. Just play your own golf ball. That's right. What are they playing? A scramble? Oh, I suppose one day they're playing best ball and the next day they're playing. Uh, you know, hit. You know, play. Okay, so let's say you're on the winning team and you win it. 
Do both guys get the Split benefits the of a victory? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, they get the both I guys go to the goes, Masters. I and, guess it's an official. I think it's an official event. So probably, yeah, hmm. I guess so. I don't know. I don't. I don't approve. I don't. But remember, they tried that. Uh, they tried the thing out in Colorado for years with the different scoring oh, system too. The Stableford, the Stableford yeah. scoring system. They don't do that anymore. Go away. But you got five for an eagle and three for a birdie and yeah. two for a par and a minus two for a bogey. What do I get and, for an eight? For a yeah. snowman. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would have been very familiar with that score. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, you can use that would be called an other. You can use the... Uh, you can use the old formula of a guy that I was used to work with at the St. Paul paper who shall go nameless. Never took more than an eight and never <laughs> took more than three putts. If, it's, if, well, it's, if it wasn't in the hole, you know, other. that was it. It was, it was, nope. If he was on the green in four, and even if he had an 80 footer, <laughs> the most he could make was seven. <laughs> is he still with us? Uh, yeah, that guy's still with us. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. But uh, it was uh, a firm oil? Uh, no, God, I don't think it's firm. Um, Fermi would be proud. To count them all just so he could tell you all about them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, my annual round with Fermi is off the books, though. The Augie has, uh, last year was the 20th no. and the last Augie. Yeah, so I I said, uh, people said, do you golf? I said, yes, once a year, off Mike Fermoil's ball. <laughs> <laughs> Long and me and Roe and then Fermi, and we hit, he hits his drive, and then we hit from where he landed you guys and, then, away. and then he hits his next shot we hit then we hit from where that landed <laughs> and then then we putt that's that's the way that works so what is he doing what fernando was just doing something really strange he's uh he's doing a little prayer up. A little prayer before i didn't know he wore the skull cap yeah underneath the uh underneath the sideways I, ball I cap yep. I, uh, probably to keep it on it's got a little stick them on there for the could side, be right? yeah it could be a lot a few of the yeah, guys uh, poor fernando's got to face the middle of this uh monstrous thing too here Didi. and it's you know Didi hasn't homered yet today so he's yeah. probably due yeah that's See, just, he's got good stuff. Did you like him just, last night playing in the fog? Did you catch that? Was that was weird, wasn't it? It wasn't it? Uh, it was absolutely the hound of the yeah. basketball. Oh, it, was, man. Yeah. it was like that. Uh, reminds me, what is this new Yankee Stadium seat? Does it seat? It doesn't seat as much as not the old. quite as many. Okay, no. no. You know the one well, thing the I, original. The original original seated like seventy, and then they downsized it to about fifty five, and now I think it's a little underneath. Because that. every time I watch a game, unless it's a playoff game or when they play the Red Sox, the stadium always looks half empty. Well, it's like every other ballpark now. They got plenty of standing uh, areas, and you know. The hey, whole Tampa thing. has a pitcher who's ripping off uh, Fernando's hat deal. I saw him the other night in Tampa. Oh man! Oh, look at this! Twinkle toes. Unbelievable. Let's take a break. That's all he needed. Oh, uh, we don't what need What happened? Did it went by Morrison? Uh, Miguel uh, threw it in the ground. Kind of. Uh, he, he, yeah, but, he, he made a decent play. It should have been an out, but it looks like Morrison wasn't able to scoop it properly. Okay, so uh, basically this is uh, two innings in a row of errors, right? Uh, that's why he is not right. your uh, third baseman. But uh, that's a play Morrison's got to make. Catch if you're going to make a defensive change late in the game, why isn't Maurer playing first base? I don't know. You don't want to lose the DH. No, that's true. All right. Well, anyway. Well, should we do the post-mortem on the Timberwolves when we come back? Sure. Uh, good. You'll, you'll have one for us because I don't have one. <laughs>
Let's hear it! Would you have got a call from Augie? Augie would have been on the... Boy, just think how well Augie could have called in the cell phone era. He would have... Uh, that would have been a... Yankees four, Twins three. Three. So uh, they hit a ground ball, the big tubby at third. He falls down. He gets up. He throws it. Uh, a little short hop. Logan Morrison looks like a pregnant elephant trying to get, catch it. It goes by him. Then they hit a chopper to him. To who? Sano. Uh, and uh, he, he runs into the shortstop. He, uh, yeah, he and the shortstop run into each other, so they can't throw out Aaron Judge. And then Gary Sanchez hits a three-run homer. Well, it shouldn't have been two runners on base. And the Twins uh, come uh, flying home. With a seven-game losing streak. Uh, and by the way, those two games in Cleveland don't count. as a The two games in San Juan don't count as road games. Because so, the Twins were the home uh, team. This is an yeah. 07 road trip. Mm-hmm. When's the last 07 road trip, I wonder? Oh, they well, what, well, oh and we started 0-9 in 2015. But How those many of those were on, on the road? road. Some of them, they, they came home and got swept, too. Well, the boys are rapidly sinking in the tradition-laden AL Central. Yes, they are. <laughs> but a Twinkle Toes at third had a bad inning there. I, I don't uh, have him on my club. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if he hits me a home run every four <laughs> weeks. Go away. Well, it'll be nice weather this weekend, and there will be tickets available. All right, your uh, your postseason Timberwolves wrap-up. <laughs> well, uh, A... They were playing a much better team. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, they hung in there for a half, but once the threes started going down, they're in trouble. Uh, C, they kind of packed it in in the fourth quarter. Andrew Wiggins uh, did nothing, uh, got everybody mad at him again because he was very passive. After playing well for the first three games of the of the of this series, he was he was uh, terrible in the second half on Monday and terrible last night. And, uh, but bottom line is they have got to learn how to shoot the three-pointer. They don't have three-point shooters and everything else is, uh, you know, every, everything I, else in the new, in the new league, you got to make 12 three-pointers a night. Uh, I hate to interrupt you, uh, Patrick, but, um, we've been blessed with kind of a special opportunity here on Sports Talk. Joe, I... It's draft day here on uh, 1500 oh, oh. ESPN. Yeah. And for can, whatever can reason. Can he call in the next hour? I think he's on a time limit. Who are uh-huh. we talking about? Well, I need you to punch. Is, this is not going to be the time to do the joke. Can we tell? I, I, I just think it would be better if it occurred later. Okay. Why doesn't somebody tell me what's going on? And I'll <laughs> tell you whether it'll work or not. Randy from Cottage Grove. You want to talk to him? Is he the guy who calls Judd and Phil? Yes, you want to talk to him? And he's mad because Judd and Phil didn't give him the correct platform on draft day. Okay. All right. Okay, we got the mayor on bomb. Hello, Randy. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, I uh, I was going to do my entire draft with those guys. And Sounds like Speedy from the old days. <laughs> yes, it does. They, they cut me down to, to just doing my Vikes-only pitch, and that was uh, a disappointing, but... I just called real quick to see if you guys might want to maybe not talk about baseball or things like that. It's draft day, so time to time to dig in and time to put strap strap on the cleats and let's let's talk about the draft. Who, who do you think we're going to take? Who's available? I think we're going to take Frank Ragnow, the offensive lineman from Arkansas and Chan Hassan High School. 
Well, okay. I mean, he, he's a, as I, as I like to say, he's a he's a ball player for sure. I mean, <laughs> the, the number one thing I think that that uh, you're going to see a lot in this draft. Wait, wait, Randy, with, Randy. Yeah, yeah. Why are, did you have a falling out with Phil and Judd? I, I mean, they're they're. They don't talk enough football for you to ask them. It's a lot of, a lot of hockey, a lot of basketball. But I thought you were exclusive to their show. No. Well, I, no, I'm, I, I, I run my own operation. Okay. You're a free agent. You're a free agent. Okay. I can, who, who, who wants me is what I say, and, and, that's, and, right. that, that's, and that's where I'll go. So we'll see how I did. I did my Vikes mock on there, so I ain't going to re, redo it out of respect for, for their program. But I'll say this. We're going to have a lot of big big bruisers we take the next couple, two, three days, and you'll just see. Okay, Rick's got some plans, yep. and I think, I think we're all going to be very, very pleased. Hey, Randy. Randy. Oh, oh no. no. He was he in and enough. he was out. He okay. said enough. All we're right. going to be very, very A lot of big pleased. bruisers. A lot of big bruisers, and we're going to be pleased. You know what? Okay. That's not a bit with him. No, God, no. Oh, no. I, I wonder, too, how much you know Randy gleaned from what Rick gave out as information yesterday at his press conference, if that altered Randy's mock draft in any way, because we did learn that Rick wants to draft good football players. He does. Yesterday yes. at his okay. press conference. Okay. Thank goodness. Or two days ago, right? Or was it only yesterday? yesterday. Was it only yesterday? Yep. Did Rick said that? Okay. Well, I, I got to admit, I, I Randy didn't really hit home with me because I'm still traumatized by what I just watched here with the uh, fighting twins. So. <laughs> Reeves? Uh, yes, sir. Would you do me a favor? <sighs> sure. Would you look up this Zurich Classic? Mm-hmm. It's the current golf tournament. It's taking place in New Orleans. And try to uh, provide for me a description of the format they're using. Zurich Classic 2018. Because they're they're playing as twosomes as teams against their another twosome, and I don't understand what's happening. And I, I desperately want your help, uh, Randy from Cottage Grove. Maybe he's doing a bit on us. Hey, no. Sally, what are you doing? No, I'm fine. No, Randy's Randy is into it. Randy is into it. He loves the NFL. He loves the draft. You can it's sense his, his passion. It's All his right. whole deal. But he, a couple of years ago, he mocked. He did. A, you know what a mock draft is. I do. Know? You kind of he anticipate did, what the draft would he be. He did. Seven All rounds. seven rounds for right. every team. Wow. So that's uh, seven times Oh, my 30 God, he did. Two, he should be locked up. It's two, uh, 250, something, something like that. Like that. 250. A, a small tweak in the format of the Zurich Classic in New Orleans looks to ensure the center. Well, last year played alternate shot foursomes on Thursday and Saturday and four ball on Friday and Sunday. The order will be flipped this time I'll around. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Okay. Thank you. But it's a team competition. It's gimmickry BS mm-hmm. is what it is. All right. To review. Yep. Here we go. The Timberwolves. Yep. Uh, losing five. Uh, everybody irate about uh, Wiggins. And, of course, they're mad at uh, Thibodeau, too. Uh, we have not heard any news today on uh, whether uh, owner Taylor and uh, Tibbs have sat down. They'll probably sit down tomorrow or sometime this weekend to discuss what they're going to do here. Roster-wise, Jimmy Butler uh, left the game with, what, six, seven minutes to go, bad knee. Uh, you know, and now you wonder whether he was just disgusted with the effort he was seeing or if he just couldn't go any longer. They were on their way to defeat. And uh, that's that's the Timberwolf situation. Mm-hmm. Twin situation, in case you missed it, folks. Uh, you, you start the ninth inning with a 3-1 to one lead. 
Uh, they hit a ground ball to, to uh, Sinal. He kind he of fell down. falls down, and then he gets up and he short hops Logan Morrison, and Logan Morrison should have had a net. It went by him. He ended up at second base. Then they hit another one, and uh, Sano and Escobar kind of run into each other, and uh, Sano eats it. So now that's with Aaron Judge running. I, I'm not sure if he ate it because he thought Judge was going to beat it out or if he got messed up on the throw. So anyway, should be two outs, nobody on. Instead, there's two on, nobody outs, and Gary Sanchez gets a high inside fastball, right, and hits it down the left field they line. They look like the, the 1962 Mets. The Yankees uh, win 4-3. Uh, to three. Mm-hmm. Can anybody here play this game? <laughs> I said Barnum and Bailey is back in the Bronx. It is. It really is. <laughs> they they went out of business, Jeez. but now the Ringley brothers. Holy is, uh, mackerel! Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. So anyway, that's what's going on. What a week in Minnesota sports here. Your uh, uh, when was the five zero game the in wild. Winnipeg? The Wild. That was last Friday. Friday that's night. Friday. Mm-hmm. So we are now. This is one week, seven days. What a seven-day period, isn't it? The wild go down in humiliation, mm-hmm. fire the general manager. The Timberwolves give up the second most points in a period in the playoff history in of history. the NBA, mm-hmm. 50. And then they uh, they really have no chance last night in Houston. Uh, rumors of... Uh, of a uh, uh, lot of uh, turmoil among the players, and now this. And then meanwhile, the Twins get swept four straight in uh, in New York and have a 0-7 road trip. Seven-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. 0-7 road trip, yes. And they've been gone from the friendly confines. Two weeks. Two weeks. They last played two weeks ago. Last played a home game two weeks ago today. That's right. Because they got snowed out the next three. And then they uh, went to San Juan for two. And then they went to Tampa for three. And then they went to New York for four. So uh, I, Anybody going to meet them at the airport? I think we should meet them at the airport. Try to encourage Let's see how them. that works. They, can, they when, come into Terminal 2, right? Remember when Herb Carnegie so, yeah. would announce that? Yes. For his so wife. Kathy yeah. didn't know when to pick him up. And it looks like the Twins will be landing at 815. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody'd say, why is he saying that? Because he was telling Kathy back home what time to pick, pick him, him up. <laughs> Sports Talk will return shortly. Now, thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale of the Wall Street Journal and your money now. And we had a good day today. Stocks rallied, led by the tech sector after a strong round of corporate earnings reports. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 238 points, closing at 24,322. The NASDAQ Composite rose 114 points, and the S&P 500 gained 27. Governor Mark Dayton has declared today University of Minnesota Medical School Day in recognition of the 100 130-year anniversary of its founding by the university regents. Back on April 26, 1888, university regents formally added the College of Medicine and Surgery to the curriculum offered to students in the state. 20th Century Fox is teaming up with a new technology company on what could be the first interactive movie from a major Hollywood studio. Fox said it is developing a choose-your-own-adventure film like the book series will let audiences decide between different narrative paths. The movie will use new technology from Kino Industries that will require viewers to download and use a new app while watching the movie in theaters. 
I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Okay, thank you very much, Bruce. We're going to let you go and check traffic here. This one's sponsored by Dickies. And uh, we'll start with westbound 94, the outbound crowd stacking up now right around Maple Grove Parkway, riding the brakes all the way up to Rogers. It's due to an earlier incident uh, prior to 101 in Rogers. It looks like it may have cleared. If you're traveling between the downtowns, both directions of 94, they're hovering right around the 15-minute mark. Dick's uh, Dickies Barbecue Pit where the very best quality meats are slow-smoked for 14 hours every day. Dickies now delivers right to your door. When you're ready to eat, head to dickies.com. The Corner House. Here's John Height. Well, thank you, Joe. Sunny and 66 degrees. Uh, if you missed it, Gary Sanchez. With we didn't miss it, John. Three-run three homer in the bottom of the ninth inning. Yankees beat the Twins this afternoon, four to three. Finish off Gary. the four-game sweep. The Twins have lost seven straight. Uh, they did get a pretty nice start from Kyle Gibson. He went six innings, gave up one hit, and struck out ten. That's his career but high. Then why did he get pulled after six? Ninety-five pitches. Oh, so what? God bless uh. America. <laughs> Let him throw one hundred and ten. How about that? Would you give him 10 more? You and Rivers uh, agree on that. Would you give him 10 more? Although it still wouldn't have done anything about the ninth inning. Because you still would have had Fernando, and you still would have had Big Fatty at third. Well, it started because they they (laughs) pinch hit uh, Morrison for Escobar, which led to the defensive uh, switching. Why did they do that? I don't know. I don't know. Escobar's a better hitter than Morrison by 20 miles. Uh, It makes me question the manager a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, he had a... Two days in a row, I've screamed at my radio driving home, saying, what in a bleep are you doing, sir? <laughs> the really bad part about this is now tonight, my Facebook feed, I'm going to have six different people complaining about Fernando Rodney's hat. Not about the yeah. way he pitches, <laughs> but about his hat. And uh, this is uh, he's this is his fourth blown save. Uh-huh. Three of them have been screw-ups in the field. Mm-hmm. Three of them have been provided by the team behind him. Uh, Twins now return home to open up a series against Cincinnati. I got a hunch that one won't pack the place. (laughs) Tickets will be available. Mm -hmm. Well, it'll at least be pleasant to be outside. Yes, it will, but it'll be unpleasant to see the two worst teams in baseball. NFL draft. That seems a bit harsh. NFL draft tonight. Uh, tune in here to keep up. Mackie and Judd will be in studio starting at 6 o'clock. Matthew Collar and Courtney Cronin will be out at Vikings headquarters. Vikes, as of right now, anyway, pick 30th in this first round. And uh, listen in because when they get the 29th, they're going to make a trade and they won't make a pick tonight, but that's okay. That's Reaver's wish. All those people that down would be at, the, at the party. No, they're gonna they're gonna trade. They're gonna. He's mm-hmm. got to get the fourth rounder back. I can smell a rat from here. I can <laughs> smell the Spielman rat from here. News notes from today: uh, Schools, businesses, hospital patients ordered to evacuate Superior, Wisconsin today after explosions rocked that oil refinery south of the Lake Superior Harbor City. Giant plume of oily black smoke spreading for miles after the series of explosions that began shortly after 10 this morning. Officials ordered people to leave an evacuation zone that covered 78 square miles around the Husky Energy Refinery. About 2 this afternoon, Essentia Health St. Mary's Hospital in Superior shut down. Closed its emergency room and transferred all patients to Essentia Health St. Mary's in Duluth. 
Three schools, including the evacuation zone, plan to bus children to the Amsoil facility parking lot. According to the Superior Police Department, the evacuation zone included Superior neighborhoods South Superior, East End, Alawaz, and Itasca. The initial blast happened shortly after 10, shook a nearby golf course, rattled offices in Superior's business district. Somebody uh, having a heater, Johnny? Do we have any idea? No idea it? at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, six people out of 20 injured were taken to the hospital, according to the Superior You should Fire see Department. the oil pouring out of one of these tanks. Oh, it's coming right? out stronger than Minnehaha Falls and thicker. It's unbelievable. Going right into the lake or what? No, it's going onto the ground right next to it. Looks like they have some sort of holding pond or something. So do we, uh, is this oil that comes in on big old tankers? This is crude and this is a gas refinery. They uh, refine it into gas. But where are they they getting the oil from? Off the ships? No idea. Hmm. There goes your gas prices. Yeah, no, that every, one doesn't. That's what everybody's saying. I, that one doesn't, I think, do enough. Maybe this area, though. Maybe You'll forgive one. me if I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Relatives say the woman last seen nearly... But nobody s- died. I'm sorry. Nobody died? 22 injured. 22 injured, yeah. but no death. Six to the hospital. All right. Uh, relatives- so as you say, the oil prices are slick. I'm going to skip the next resist. story. I couldn't resist. I know you could. Rear Admiral Ronnie Jackson, the White House physician, and President Trump's choice to be the next Veterans Affairs Secretary, withdrawing his nomination now for the appointment today amid questions about his behavior. He announced his withdrawal in a statement. He had met with White House officials last night, according to a senior official, but did not talk about withdrawing his nomination. Jackson did talk about being fatigued by the process and frustrated with the unverified allegations against him that he said are driving the narrative about him before what would have been his confirmation hearing. Before police named him as the man they suspect of killing 12 people and raping scores of women, Joseph D'Angelo was a police officer for the Auburn, California Police Department. His former chief talked with CBS Sacramento today. He said there was nothing really while he was working at the police department that would say he was a mass murderer, serial rapist, or burglar. Willick was D'Angelo's boss at the Auburn Police Department from 1976 to 79, first as his sergeant, then as his chief. He remembers D'Angelo as an average cop. A picture of D'Angelo printed in the 1979 Auburn Journal newspaper shows him promoting a Babe Ruth baseball fundraiser with the department. Photo taken in the same era, D'Angelo is alleged to have killed and raped dozens of victims. Soon after the photo was taken, Willick fired D'Angelo for shoplifting. According to Willick, D'Angelo was caught stealing a can of dog repellent and a hammer from a convenience store. Willick said, if I remember correctly, he didn't have a hearing. I think he waived his hearing. He was prosecuted. We terminated him based on the facts of the case. Uh, Willick says the shoplifting case did not appear to change D'Angelo's alleged East Area Rapist Crime Spree. uh, spree. Willick said, looking at the history of the crimes, nothing slowed down. If anything, it seemed to accelerate. Johnny, did you see what just happened about 15 minutes ago at Southern Illinois-Carbondale, home of Walt uh, Fraser, and uh, or also known as Clyde the Glide? I did not. Jerry Kill is the new uh, acting athletic director. Really? The other athletic director did not have his contract renewed. Jerry will remain the special assistant to the chancellor, but also hmm. take the AD duties. So how about that? He's only been there about a month, two months maybe. Hmm. Uh, he rel- just, I mean, is he capable of working in an office uh, 
on a job? Well, he's not going to start barking. Well, no, no, but I, I mean, I, I don't mean, I mean, I know he can do it, but is his health enough? He'll have a bunch of assistants, and he'll be, he's going to give this, this will be, this is, A, it's not Division One football. It's, yeah. it's uh, you know, so he, he'll be fine. Okay. Uh, and Bill Cosdale. This doesn't have a nice ring to it. Nah, I'm not seeing a. I'm not seeing a bucolic setting. Carbondale. I bet it smells funky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sulfur. <laughs> they might probably have a refinery of some. Did form you read about there, Uranus? Too? Smelling smells like sulfur. Does it really? Yep. <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> no, it's a serious. They've been working together a yes. long time. Yes. It's a, it was in all the papers. I recognize his brand. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wow. Kenny, what'd you think of Brock Myers' uh, opening monologue last night? Eh, it was all right. It was. Uh, it wasn't one of his best shows, but the opening monologue was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Bill Cosby today, if you missed it, is guilty. Uh, we didn't talk about this earlier, but apparently there were some problems when they were talking about whether or not he should get bail. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after he was uh, found guilty, District Attorney Kevin Steele asked for Cosby's bail to be revoked. He noted the serious charges on which Cosby was just convicted, three counts of indecent aggravated sexual assault. Judge Stephen O'Neill pushed back, saying Cosby's bail already was pretty high and that Cosby hadn't missed a single court appearance. When Steele argued for his position, he talked about Cosby's many resources, some of which had already come up during the trial. Steele mentioned an airplane and plane records that had been part of the defense's evidence. As Steele talked about how Cosby can get to, quote, any place in the world, the a legendary funny man who's now convicted blurted out, he doesn't have a plane, you bleep hole. <laughs> Apparently speaking in the third person about himself about that. Uh, he continued to talk, but at that uh, point, the court was all a Twitter. Uh, nobody heard what he said, although the people who were closer said it was a bit of a profane statement about the prosecutor. Uh, ultimately, O'Neill was not moved by Steele's arguments, telling the district attorney to file a motion, laying out his argument, and then he would rule. Uh, he awaits sentencing. It could take months, according to the experts. No date has been set yet for that. From what I'm hearing, posts on Facebook talking about the fire, it's under the refinery. And people who work there know how bad that is, telling their families to get very, very, very far away. Why? Uh, because they're extremely worried. Further explosions, I'm guessing. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, investigators trying to determine if severed heads discovered last month near lakes in Texas and Louisiana are part of a gruesome case. The Houston Chronicle reports two unidentified victims were white women with reddish hair and good teeth. The heads were found in plastic bags and in similar surroundings about 150 miles apart at Lake Houston and near Calcasio. You know what? We had John Camp today. He he can't make it up fast enough, can he? He was talking about his next book is going to have some cannibalism. Mm-hmm. He can't make it up fast enough. <laughs> they're not a, they're not ahead of him, huh? Oh. Can't, uh... Cameron Parish Sheriff's Office and Houston Police acknowledge similarities in the cases. They're sharing information, but they say they really have no idea what's going on with the case. A volunteers during cleanup made the discovery March 24th on some rocks in one area. Oh, That's look a, at that clock! It's uh, you know, it's a bad habit that cannibalism. Yeah, uh, you chew up one guy, you're a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, we're I, waiting. I was just going to speak. Up in Thunder Bay, Ontario, police say a driver pulled over there, had an unusual seating arrangement. Where his driver's seat should have been, he had a folding lawn chair. 
I've done that. <laughs> you, you Seriously, have? I have done that. Uh, you had, had a an car old that, Model A, you yeah, know, okay. back when I was a teenager. Sure. Was it strapped down or anything, or uh, was it just floating? They say an officer stopped it. It was just floating, actually. Mm. saw the pickup. Uh, saw a pickup truck on Tuesday afternoon after noticing the license plates were not authorized for that vehicle. When he got up to the driver, police say the officer noticed the suspicious seating arrangement, the driver sitting in the lawn chair right in front of the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> police said that wasn't the only thing wrong with the pickup. They say it was impounded for a multitude of defects, including a broken windshield blocking the driver's view, a defective door handle that trapped the driver inside the truck, and no seat belt buckles. Police say the young driver is charged with a number of offenses related to the condition of the truck, as well as driving with a suspended license and operating a vehicle on a highway with no insurance. Sounds like the 1941 Ford station, uh, Ford truck that my old man had in Fulda for years and years and years. 1941. Oh, you know what that'd be worth today? It'd be worth a lot of money. Well, it was, he used he he let it he let his handyman Frankie Brees borrow it once, and Frankie drove it through the furniture store uptown. Sure, which will happen. He went forward instead of backwards. That'll happen. Stuff happens, especially when you go uptown. Took <laughs> out a sofa. What did you have? What were you driving when you did the cherry bomb trick? That was a Ford Fairlane. Might have been the worst car any human being has ever owned. <laughs> I'm gonna light this and throw this at Billy. That was the one that would overheat and the lights would go off. Yeah, and you'd you'd have to pull off the side of the road for about 15 minutes and let it cool off. That made for a long commute. Right, right. <laughs> was that a wagon or a sedan? No, that was a that was a sedan. I owned that one. That was. Did you ever check? Bad. Maybe it was low on coolant. Uh, I don't know. That SOB would freeze up in the middle of July on the equator. Pat, do you know what coolant is? (laughs) I'm just afraid I'm going to pour it in the wrong thing. uh, You know, they got so many of those deals in there. Is that also the same car, Pat, that when the uh, the fan dislodged, you call it the propeller? That was Aunt Peggy's, wasn't it? (laughs) No, yeah, that was Aunt Peggy's. That was my brother turned it on and went through the... (laughs) Went through the hood and went up in here. Oh, here. my God. We were sitting downtown looking. We thought we launched Sputnik. <laughs> way up in here. The and propeller. I, I drove it with that splice in the hood for like two more years. <laughs> What's the car where all the beer bottles rolled forward? Oh, that was my all old man's. That was my old man's. <laughs> that them. was my old man's station wagon yeah. when my brother took his driving test. They did a sudden stop. <laughs> Boom! About six hams bottled. <laughs> oh. The guy says, "Why don't you come back in a couple of weeks after you clean, clean the, the car, car out?" <laughs> when you rid the smell. <laughs> A woman in Spain has found unexpected fame on social media after many found she bore a striking resemblance to Donald Trump. It's uncanny. It really is. Really? It's uncanny. She looks just like him. It's Boston. uncanny, yes. Woman in, in her, Spain. It, the face is where it's it's Trump. uncanny. She's got to be able to turn that into millions somehow. <laughs> and she's beefy, right, John? She's, she's beefy. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's yep. uncanny. It's his doppelganger. Not only uncanny, it's unfortunate. That's right. <laughs> right. A journalist report- All right, I'm going to post this right now to the Sports Talk page. A journalist reporting on farming in northwestern Spain posted on Instagram a picture of Dolores Lease. Oh, the comments are horrible. Dressed in farm clothing <laughs> with a hoe over her shoulder prompting thousands of responses. How do you spell that? Lease? L-E-I-S. Just do... Uh, Trump woman in Spain. It'll pop right up. 64-year-old since has been asked to comment on pressing U.S. policy and international issues. 
<laughs> Although she says she's more concerned about a oh. moth plague that are threatening her potato crops. <laughs> she said, I say it must wow. be because of the color of my hair. Uh, she is different to Trump on one issue, though. She says she does not ever use a cell phone and has little interest in online chat. God, she even has the blonde hair. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Yep. Tremendous. Wow. <laughs> this is a tremendous <laughs> shovel. You think it? <laughs> He'll he he'll, he won't be able to resist. Oh he'll no, say, he'll be tweeting. She looks about nothing this. like me. Nothing right. like me. <laughs> German police say they rushed to an apartment in the southwestern town of Neustadt after receiving a call about suspected domestic abuse, only to barge in on a voluntary class on Japanese bondage. Mm-hmm. Neustadt police said. How's cons- that any different than American? Bondage. I wonder what distinguishes <laughs> Japanese bondage. Newstat police said ah, a concern. You're tying up Japanese. I guess. That's, that's, uh, that's the difference. Said a concerned neighbor called to report that two men were abusing a half naked woman in a nearby apartment. When police got there, they instead found the tenant, a teacher of Japanese shibari, mm-hmm. instructing a couple in the basics of erotic bondage. Yeah. Wow. Something St- going on out there, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Tie me up and do anything you want. Okay, so I went to the Twins game. <laughs> you think you got about five minutes? Of, hey, hey, I ordered the Japanese bondage. Yeah, yeah right. Cool. Uh, they offered uh, the officers the chance to take part in the class, but the uh, police mm-hmm. politely declined. But we this was this was legal in your own home. Oh, yes. What the yeah, everybody was? was fine. There was no yes, problem. Okay. I am stuck in a pair of handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so many people have registered for a very short road race near San Antonio, Texas, that no other folks are being allowed to enroll. Uh, this race uh, sounds perfect. It's a .5K scheduled for May 5th, uh, only a 546-yard course. Oh, uh, Just a minute. Yes, Paul? I saw a good one on the Internet recently. Some kids went over to their grandpa's house last week, and then they were shown a photograph of grandpa and his buddies by his helicopter in Vietnam, and then last. The same kid says, last night my dad showed me a YouTube video on his iPad of a small Asian boy playing Africa by Toto on a rubber chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's a little complicated. Okay. Yeah. On a rubber chicken. On a rubber chicken. chicken. Yeah. Okay. A Kansas City suburb is pressuring the owner... Pressuring the owner of a cut-in-half car adorned with a sign reading divorced, she got half to get rid of the car. Kansas City Star reports that the half car was created as a joke by the late Edgerton Mayor Ray Braun, who used to own the defunct gas station where the front part of the 87 Chevrolet Citation is parked. Braun fitted the half car with rear caster wheels, used to drive it around in parades in the city. Danny O'Neill now owns the property where the vehicle sits. City Council President Clay Langenecker says the car has become an eyesore. The Edgerton Codes Department has told O'Neill he has to get rid of it. O'Neill says he plans to go to the city council and argue it's a landmark and a memorial to Braun. Hey, John. Yes. Uh, that's about it, but I got to give you one reminder. <laughs> This is yes. this is how we baseball. This is how we baseball. This is how we. That, I find that infuriating. <laughs> I really do. Yes, and it's I, a I, dreadful. I think they're being punished for the stupidest slogan in the history of sports. And they've turned baseball into a verb. I, I, this is worse than United. We run. Mm-hmm. Scarves up. Scarves up. Scarves up. up. Uh, scarves up. Rook, I can't good. find the little sounder we need. So there you Look go. Gotcha, bro. 
Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.